declutter takes up so much space in our homes, minds, time, and eventually our landfills. We live in a world that has shaped us into consumers on a planet that can't sustain the consumption. I am Steph Maguire, and the Sort It Out Sustainably podcast is here for the nature freaks and freaks of nature who want to rebel from the consumerist culture and create a more intentional life. I'm on a mission to help you be surrounded by the things that you love and to let go of the things that you don't. I'm all about creating simplicity, sustainability and joy in your home so that you can live a life closer to your full potential. Today's episode, I'm sharing some pretty interesting observations on how clutter is leaking your energy. So what do I mean by leaking your energy? I'm not necessarily talking about like metaphysical energy, although I personally do kind of like thinking about it in that energetic lens as well. I'm talking about very physical, real energy, like how clutter is causing you to do more housework and literally taking your physical energy but also mental energy with the extra thought processing and emotional energy, among other ways that energy is being directed into your clutter and essentially away from the many things that you actually really do value. So in an ideal world, we get to spend our time and energy on the things that actually matter to us and bring us joy. In our home, we are surrounded by the stuff that we love and the home is easy to maintain. Intentionality around the way we live in our homes is all about this. Our belongings actually belong and have somewhere to belong, a space that they're kept. Clutter is lack of intentionality. People get confused between clutter and mess. An item is clutter if it is not kept intentionally as part of your future. And I don't mean distant future, like keeping stuff for one day years from now. I mean it's actually serving you now not was serving you or might serve you one day. You can have clutter that used to serve you well and doesn't serve you anymore. You can have well-organized clutter and messy loved and used belongings. If your loved and used belongings actually have a home that they belong to, but sometimes things get messy and they're out of place, but it's still quick to tidy up and put them back where they belong, then that's not clutter, that's just a bit messy. Okay, so I think you're on the same page with me with what I'm referring to as clutter. So let me go over some ways that clutter is leaking your energy. The first is on your physical energy. Clutter creates more housework. The American Cleaning Association estimated that eliminating clutter reduces housework by an estimated 40%. That is hours of your time every week leaking out to clutter. Just think about a kitchen, for example. Using a kitchen with just the things that are useful means everything is super easy to get and put away. There's nothing in the way of anything else. You know exactly where everything is without needing to think. It's easier to do dishes and you're more likely to wash and reuse rather than having multiple items dirty. The benches are clear and easy to wipe. It's all just simplified. You can have simplified wardrobes, rooms, laundry, play area, garages... The time-saving principles apply wherever there is an excess of stuff. Not only does stuff take our time when we actually are using it, it takes time to clean it, organize it, move it to get to other items that you want to use. It creates an overall mess that's easy to lose things, and then you're wasting your energy looking for things. I remember another statistic. I don't remember the exact, like, 
numerical amount, but we actually spend like years of our life looking for lost items. And you can see how the physical things can contribute to a greater mental load. Your brain is, amongst other things, serving as a data management system for what you own. You have stored in your brain all the things you own and where they're located. You know what kitchen items you own, camping gear, you know what clothes you own, all the different things you own. Your brain keeps all of that info. There are an average of 300,000 items in an average family's home. That's a big inventory of stuff to manage. You are leaking your mental energy when you are managing a large inventory of stuff. So I've touched on the physical energy and the mental energy. Let's go into emotional energy a little bit. Stuff can be tied to our emotions pretty heavily. If there are times in our past where we're a little bit attached to, we can hold on to clutter from those times. Maybe it was a really fun part of your youth and you are keeping items or clothing that don't serve you anymore, but you're holding on to them. Or stuff that is relevant to an old career or hobby that you won't be doing again. I could list many examples of holding on to clutter from the past. There can be a huge connection between our psychology and our relationship with stuff. How we hold on to the past can affect how we hold on to clutter. And letting go of clutter can free us from being attached to the past as well. Not forget our past, but to have healthy gratitude for it. The stuff from our past served us in our past. We can be grateful for the role that it had on our life without needing to store it in our home. Now, it's totally healthy to keep sentimental things. The difference between a sentimental thing and holding on to clutter from the past would come down to the energy around how you keep it. A special box of loved treasures from your past, kept tidy, where everything brings you joy, is sentimental. A cardboard box of random stuff from 10 years ago shoved in the back of a cupboard is holding on to stuff from the past. Having select clothes that you absolutely love that don't fit you, set aside, separate to the wardrobe that you're currently getting dressed from now, that you're happy to store even if you don't fit them again, is keeping sentimental stuff. And let me just touch on the stress for a moment. The things that I've already spoken about, mainly the time and mental energy stuff, adds to your stress. And that's not even going into the visual effects of clutter. Everything you see in your vision is processed by your brain. The more stuff, the more your brain has to focus. And when a lot of that stuff is attached to a to-do task, like most visual clutter is, that's a lot for your brain to deal with. A UCLA study discovered that mothers dealing with clutter had elevated levels of stress hormones. And when we're stressed, we have less energy to direct towards things that we actually enjoy or value. Letting go of clutter is creating space in your life. Physical space, breathing room for the stuff that you actually use, square footage in your home, mental space, having 100,000 less items in the inventory that we're managing, emotional space, and space in your time. All that extra space you can use to make more room for the stuff that you actually love. Letting go of 10 dresses that you don't wear for one that you actually are in love with and will wear for years. Letting go of the random junk in your spare room and creating a nook for reading and meditation. Letting go of spending an extra three hours a week on housework and having time to learn about something new. Or maybe you're creating space in your life just to remain space to just be. So clutter leaks your energy in many ways. But what does decluttering do to your energy? When your home is simplified and the stuff in it is supporting you rather than you slaving to support your stuff, you'll have more time and energy for you to decide where to allocate it. 
you're freeing up storage in your brain, which means you'll have more clarity in your thinking day to day. And that freedom feeling that you get from letting go of what's weighing you down and living lighter is so liberating. After undergoing a lot of decluttering, you'll be reaping the benefits. But during the process, that can be some tough stuff. It can be uncomfortable at times, whether that's discomfort and resistance to starting the process or the hard stuff during the process. I made a podcast episode recently about why decluttering is hard and how to make it easier. Go and have a listen to that if you are someone who struggles with decluttering. That episode is loaded with ideas like practical tools and advice and mindset shifts to help you. So I hope you enjoyed this little chat about clutter leaking your energy. I thought I'd make an episode here to serve as more of a motivation behind your why. Knowing all the tips and advice on how to declutter is awesome, but if you don't have a strong enough why about why you want to declutter, then you'll be choosing Netflix over decluttering every time you find some spare time. If you do feel pretty solid on your why now and want to get some more tips on how, have a scroll through my other podcast episodes. I'm sure there's a topic that you'll want to dive into some more. Have a great rest of the day wherever you are and I'll be back here next week. Actually, I'd love to know where you are in the world. It's so trippy seeing the analytics on the back end and seeing anonymous statistics from around the world tuning in. So don't be shy if you are one of those anonymous statistics. Come say hi on Instagram and tell me where you're from and how you found my podcast. I'm super curious. Thanks so much for listening to the entirety of this podcast episode. I love helping you create a life of more joy, more time, more sustainability, more simplicity and intentionality by inspiring you to live with less mindless consumption and less waste. I'm here to help and if you click subscribe to this podcast, you should see a new episode about every week. I have a bunch of previous episodes that might help you and a bunch more cooking. Be sure to be following me on Instagram where I like to have fun with Instagram reels and I pop into stories to chat sometimes too. I also have some free tools you can check out like my PDF for 10 questions to ask yourself when decluttering to help you make decisions where you're getting stuck and a quiz that you can take to tell you what type of minimalist you are so that you can get some personalized tips to help you along your journey. I have an $11 minimalism mini course with a big sustainability focus. It can be done in just a few hours over a weekend. That's why I called it the Radical Shift Weekend. And if you're interested in completely revolutionizing your relationship with stuff by decluttering your entire home, I have a course for that too. It's called Cut Clutter and Cultivate Joy. The waitlist for my whole house decluttering course is in the show notes of this episode, along with everything else I mentioned. I wish you the best day or night wherever you are. My name is Steph, and if you're subscribed to the Sorted Out Sustainably podcast, I'll chat to you next week.